You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. All right, what is happening, everybody? Welcome back. We are coming at you from MJ BizCon 2021 in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada on Hayes Radio Network. I am your host, Lance Lambert, and I am welcoming not just two guests, but two really good friends that make up what is the Lost Coasters of California, as we always coin it. I have to my right, Dustin, a.k.a. Dusty Bottoms. <laughs> I have Dustin coming here from EPAC, and then I also have Todd, aka Smalls, coming at us from an That's ambiguous packaging Smalls company. To you. I'm sorry, Mr. Smalls, Mr. <laughs> Smalls. So, joking aside, you guys, you know, we keep it on keep it on the level here. It's always catching up with good friends, but especially these two guys. Um, man, we have some stories. We, <laughs> we were uh, we were just reminiscing on them last night at the Grasslands party, which you were sponsoring. And I think that's your, is it your second, second or third year sponsoring that event, right? It's our second year sponsoring that event. Second. Yeah, yeah, third year attending it. Always yeah. a great time. Yeah. Get to see, you know, old faces, meet new ones, meet new friends. Definitely. It's been great getting to catch up with you boys after what, two years now. Since yeah, together. it's been a minute. Well, even I have to say, and it's, um, it's a little bit of a family fair in the canvas industry. You know, this definitely is like a family, extended family. But uh, seeing your sister, who really is your sister that works for our friend uh, Ricardo Baca at Grasslands, it was great seeing her. I haven't seen her in person in, um, gosh, because she wasn't at the office last time I was out there. So same thing. It's been a few years. I, so Likewise. I mean, I think the last time I was in market and then networking with her and just, you know, some yeah. of the friends from Colorado and out, out west, it's just been a while. It's refreshing to be back in Vegas for MJ Biz. Definitely missed it last year. Yeah, you small. Well, you know, so as you were as you were saying all this, I was trying to reminisce a little bit about how we actually had our first trip down. Uh, <laughs> how did we become the coasters? And I don't know. Do you feel like that's a story we should share with the, yeah. the listeners? Yeah, I, I giggled a little because there's a story we were telling someone, and it was fun because <laughs> Dustin was telling a good story, but Dustin keeps it topical, and I just start reliving it with my photographic memory and all. And so he's like, "Dude, you tell stories so much." better. <laughs> I was like, dude, you just you can't leave out all the moments. There's just some unique times, but but yeah. Um, I mean, every, to... everybody's got a good marijuana story, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. But this I mean, one was. This, this one really one was really because was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Our our report, like all joking aside, you know, Dustin and I connected. Uh, we first connected. We confirmed it was four years ago. It was at MJ Biz, and yeah. I was just coming on Attached. with at the time. Yeah, I was coming on Boveda. You were with EPAC, just kicking it off. I think you had the one or maybe two facilities at the time. You guys were really early on with EPAC. Pack, That's right. right. Yeah, we might have been four at most. Okay. At most. Okay. And and so you were at the pack, eyes with Boveda. Obviously, that's a bit of chocolate and peanut butter. It's finally come into fruition as far as a partnership and, and putting something out. We can get into that. Totally. Uh, Todd, who is, you guys have an official term that made no sense to me that I can never memorize, but you have a relationship because you're essentially a supplier. Yeah. To so, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i I'm all packaging. So, yeah. everything packaging and, and a lot of my... Specifically, the, the uh, child resistance. And yeah, right. Books, right. With, with my my background it's been flexible packaging yeah. so for 30 years and uh and, and for a lot those of no no flexible versus rigid so rigid is jars and and solid containers where flexible is your everything from like a ziploc bag to uh soft-sided right, soft packaging, packaging. Could be right. a, a protein bar wrapper yeah. bag of popcorn 
Exactly. See, this is, I learned a lot from you guys on that first trip yeah, about all, all of the above. And, and I mean, if you if if we want to go into a packaging story, we could have plenty of those too. But this one particular story about how we all came together for the yeah. first time is, I really think, one that all listeners will appreciate. Yep. Well, before going there, you know, I, what I think is pretty cool is I met both of you gentlemen here at MJ Biz. Yeah. We, we met in 2017 at the Smalls when um, we were doing a, our first booth. Um, and we haven't actually done a booth since then for our business. We, but, you, we, but you walk it. For, well, I call it walk it or work it, but you walk it and I you're able to get it. Yeah. And I think, you know, what I learned from, from my space was just the foot traffic didn't necessarily make as much sense for, for us in comparison to being able to network in the evenings and really yeah. you know build those high quality relationships so a lot of our time's been spent the last few years um, really more so in um, you know working with collaborative partners and being behind those events in the evenings and then obviously you know setting meetings where you get to connect with uh, faces from all over the country and yeah it's great to get as much done in 48 hours as we get done here but Bring that full circle, you know, Smalls 2017, Lance, <laughs> I think 2018, MJ Biz. Oh, I MJ, believe. Yeah, it's the end, end of 2017. So we pretty much from 2018, we've known, because that eight. one was, yeah, November this year. Yeah. No, it was 18. No. End of 18, so we're at end of 21. So that's your fourth Oh, year. is that okay? But well, then you got it. I know, I, I know literally it was funny because end of 18, end of I, I went to, it was like the day before. MJ Biz, we met at Attach. Yeah, I've not caught up with Michael Bronstein. He's one of those out of sight, out of mind, man. I have not talked to him forever. Great guy. Um, yeah, definitely. But we had met there in my first official day. Most people probably would have shite themselves. But my first official day with Bovida was day one of that MJ Biz. And I was all about it. I mean, I knew uh -huh. the brand for a while and everything else. But I was like, wow, how fun is this? They literally made my first official day the first day of the show. But that's where we met. We will jump into the story. So we, we hit it off. You're a great guy. We definitely get along. We're both all of us have an entrepreneurial mindset and, and very savvy business guys but I was telling you how I was doing a trip back home to NorCal go catch up with some friends you know some some cannabis family and um, you're like man I love coming out. You know, I'm easy going I'm like, I yeah, myself well you did but I was like hey if you can be <laughs> the SFO <laughs> I'm like if you can be the SFO by noon on this day and you're like dude I can do it and that's kind of how you roll anyway you're like if I can I will and they're like hey I want to invite, invite my friend Todd. And I had not met Todd at that point. And he was like, dude, he's, he's like he's like one of us. You know, he's really close, easy going. And I'm like, I trust you, dude. So if he can be to the airport by that time, too. and But now keep in mind, I had no idea what to expect. So I said, oh, yeah. so what are we going to do here? And well, the, the, the objective is, is we're going to meet up in San Francisco. Lance knows, you know, all of NorCal. And he's going to take us up into the Emerald Isle. Yes, the Humboldt emerald, County. the coveted emerald triangle. And I thought to myself, as a packager, I if I really want to understand the roots of domestic marijuana, I have to go back to where a big part of it came from. Yeah, where it so started, I'm like, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, all right, I'm in. Let's do this thing. Yeah, you were you were really jumping ahead a little bit, but you were a sponge, and you really you got both of you. But specifically you, I mean, Dustin had already been exposed and kind of enthralled himself a bit into the industry by that time. But um, you were really good at listening and asking the right questions, you know. So to fast forward, I mean, we, we all, 
I got the rental, pulled around, picked up Dustin, pulled around, picked up you, and we Two were ready to hit. Out. I mean, I think 400 miles in, in three or four days. It's yeah, a blur. Oh, no, wait a second here, because he's... he's <laughs> and a he's, lot of redwood trees. A lot of redwood. You need to take a moment to, to understand what those 400 miles was like. And, <laughs> and, you know, first of all, I had never been to Northern Cal before, and, and Lance had pretty much could drive it in his sleep. So he's driving. <laughs> I grow up there. He's driving. We're chatting back and forth about any topic in the world and at one point the roads are getting extremely curvy and he's just hugging them and talking and looking back at me and oh yeah you know there's some chips in that bag if you want them you know and anybody thirsty Not even you watching know, the road. And, all stuff. and he's kind of like driving with his thumb and me and I'm looking out there and I'm going I you know I I'm from the Midwest so I'm used to a grid pattern street and this is all over the place so oh, yeah we we follow the we follow the coastline, my friend, in California. And right? I kept on thinking the whole way. I said, if he's like this now, what's he gonna be like when he gets small? Now we gotta we gotta tell him the term small. So this is this is a, I pay homage to my oldest brother who uh, is. I think a, is Dustin a, is best to tell him that. He's a '60s smoker, but uh, but my oldest brother would say, you don't get high, you get small. And uh, and some of you can probably relate to that. So go yeah. ahead. Some, if not most, um, I would just say that the impact of that trip for me, although I've been somewhat versed in the industry, it was a couple years in. Still, yeah. a couple years is is nothing in the grand scheme of how long folks in the triangle have been part of this culture. Yeah, I and just wrote an article on it and it's literally you guys, I mean it's it's it started with the the summer of love. It was literally it was back late 60 67. Um, and and in 69, you know, summer love though is really where there's this migration. A lot moved up to the triangle and just wanted to go off grid and kind of home, they call them homesteaders. Obviously, they weren't working off homestead. They bought the land, but you're, to your right, it, it's total history. decades when you when you oh, yeah. it, right? Yeah. And the amount of impact that 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 work and time has had on the the industry that we are now getting to experience in you know a mass market across the country is just it's it's phenomenal um, when you really start to immerse yourself within the culture of the community understand the amount of intelligence and knowledge that they've acquired working with the plant yeah and you know for most of um, the general public and even myself right you, it, it's you start to learn about it but there's the the, the more you de uh, dig the further and deeper you go yeah it, it's almost as if it just it just keeps on going right it, in it, terms it, of it, learning yeah. about the, the the plant itself and, it does and um, for me I think just getting to meet folks that have been around this space and see their passion uh, was really uh, you know just a very fulfilling experience and well, I, 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 see, for me, it was about getting small. <laughs> and I, and I, I, I don't think I have to say anything. Todd got that. small. But but our first stop when yeah. we actually got to yeah, the, we, what, we, what is it called? The Avenue so of Trees? Or it, the, it, it, yeah, it's, um, yes. So we our first stop, we essentially beeline to what we call Soham, Southern Humboldt. Uh, so those that don't know the triangle, uh, what we call the Emerald Triangle, uh, that incorporates three counties. That's Mendocino County, Humboldt County, and Trinity County. And they're in that order from south to north. 
and we pretty much beeline through Mendocino. I mean, I, I love Laytonville and, and Ukiah and everything, but I really wanted to get you guys uh, to a good friend of mine's operation called Kevin Jodry. And Kevin, a uh, guy I grew up on the East Coast, but has an exceptional knowledge and insight and, and, and really is a geneticist at heart. The guy's just brilliant. And um, set this all up and we went in and he spent, I think it was four hours with us walking around touring. This is right after Reggae in the River, which uh, One Log sponsors, supports. And he just took us around and toured, and you guys were all ears. And he was open arms. He's such a phenomenal guy. He's all about education first. Again, I remember you asking the questions, like specifically, you asked some too. But I'm looking at Todd because Todd's like, where are some of the challenges? Where are some of the things? Where do you see the benefit? Like, you kept asking like all these great questions that that told me that you really wanted to get a better understanding of the industry and specifically of this plant. Because one thing I always share with people is. Um, for one, this crop can't be scaled. It can't be scaled like soybeans, corn, or, or wheat, or anything else. The other thing is, a, a lot of the magic's on the outside. The, so this isn't prote protected with a husk, like corn. This isn't protected with a shell, like an almond, or a soybean, for that matter. So you have to be very careful and very gentle in how you handle it. And that's all the way from, from now, the, where I'm at, Green Bros, from the processing side, to your side, to your guys, to the packaging side, and making sure you're maintaining that quality. But it was really cool, because Kevin took us in, you know, yeah, yeah, and, up with some phenomenal uh, uh, my, nod, my nod to Kevin is that uh, so this guy is probably would you say one of the foremost knowledgeable people? Oh yeah, he knows more. I grew up in, in Northern California. He knows more about the Avenue of the Giants, like you referenced. He lives Giants, right off yeah. the Avenue of the Giants. He knows more about the Triangle than I do. And I grew up around hippies and and, and Mend summers in Mendocino and Lake Shasta. Yep. Like, so so we park in this place and we walk into this area and, and uh, into the building and it's a dispensary and there's this guy sitting there by the front door and he's got a pair of gym shorts on and a tank top t-shirt and he, he quite frankly he looked like he was ready to take tickets for a carnival yeah very unassuming like and, most brilliant people are in this and industry. very polite very nice real friendly yep. but he just you know very unassuming is right away and then all of a sudden he started up and we started talking and I realized there was a scientist underneath those oh yeah those gym yeah. shorts you know it was it yeah. was amazing how how knowledgeable he was and then that, by the way, for the people that are following the small part of the story, um, is where I came across a joint in the showcase with the strain called Blue Dream. Which and is a I classic. said to myself, Blue Dream, wow, what is that? I don't think I've ever had that one before. Maybe I will invest in that one. So I go out and I and I, I don't know what it was, but um, I got that joint. And I thought we may this may come in handy later. <laughs> so we also got a, a picture with the big tree, right? Well, we did, we did. That's the grandfather tree, right? tree, which has been around for I think they calculate a thousand years. It's about yeah. a thousand years. It's been around. And what's the event that they have up there? That so they have a few. They have yes, uh, sh yeah. Up shout up out to Jonah us, right? and to Brian. Yeah, Black Productions along with Jonah from uh, from uh, Cookies Tree Lounge now. And they sponsored, yes, they had just had reggae on the river and they were transitioning to Northern Night. So they kind of did them staggered. These two events, you guys, not managed by MTV or any of the big guys, Ticketmaster, this is all done by Blap Productions. Shout out to Blap, Northern California group. They're all about the roots. This event though, Northern Night specifically, 
all of the growers, both uh, what we now call traditional markets, so the guys in the shadows and the legitimate, they all come out of the hills for this. Like literally, they all come down for this event. It's down on the water, great. A lot of EDM, kind of chill and, and you know drum and bass type music, but it's all there to your point, amongst the redwood trees next to the Eel River. Can't and, have for a better setting. Oh my God, it's phenomenal. And we still have to do that. Well, yeah. they're gonna we, do we, it. We were, we were hoping yeah. to do it this yeah. summer, but you know, got it got out, canceled, yeah. and it know, did. I think that will be one of the coasters reunions for next year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and you know what? And I want to tell you that right yeah. now, every listener today, but if, we, you're, if you're the third caller, you can yeah. join us. No, wait, do we have a call in line? Well, we, we actually found our machine. <laughs> Remember back then, we were looking for somebody that we had were, some affiliation. That's machines, true. Right? We have. We were open so, to a fourth, but we yeah. decided that we were in an we're SUV. Internally. And the crazy part is compared to when we were kids, where it was always kind of that odd man scenario like, oh, you and I hang out. There, there was never an imbalance. That's the thing that's hard for a lot of people, why you usually do do twos, fours, six, eights, evens, because you don't want anyone to feel le- there is never there is never that kind of awkward, okay, you guys do this, I'll do that. Like all of us were so on the same level. But I think that's what brings a part of the magic of understanding all of us were appreciating the here and now that we were in, like what we were a part of. That was phenomenal. And continuing on the story, we got back on the road and we made it up to Eureka, which is kind of the that's the one, it, it's, a, it's a small city, but that's the one kind of decent city, I'd say, between um, essentially Santa Rosa and Medford. Those are the two major cities up, up 101. And I did, we did mention that this is God's country that we're going through, right? We did mention that just everything, you can't find a boring place to look outside the window. Oh, the, it is. I, 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 I'm, I know I'm so totally beautiful. biased, yeah. but my opinion is the most beautiful side. So many people that aren't from California are like, oh, San Diego and oh, LA and even San Francisco. In my opinion, the most beautiful side of that state is the top third. Yeah. It really is essentially, I mean, you can go down as far as like Bodega Bay, but from Bodega Bay all the way up to Crescent, which is on the border of Oregon and, and, and you know, Northern California, is gorgeous. You guys remember, we stopped, I'm, I'm jumping ahead, this is a day after Eureka, we stopped at that beach. We had right. a, quite a special moment oh, yeah. there too, Todd. And I had a spiritual moment at that beach. The, the rubbing rocks. The rubbing rocks. That's it. The rubbing rocks. Have you already cro- we were still in California at that time. Yeah. We, we were still in California. Yeah, that's we're on a, our way to Medford. That's a, not Moonstone Beach. I'm trying to remember the name, but it is a beach just north of Arcata. And it's definitely magical. You're it, in the middle it, dude, of nowhere. It, 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 that beach is, I think, so four or five miles across. This is the part where I have to bring. We were the only humans on it. Ready? So let's go back to Eureka. Yes, we have to go back to Eureka. So we okay. went to, this is a fun, so the, the nicest motel with an M, not an H, there, there's no chains like all of us that travel, yeah. Hyatt, Hilton, Marriott. A regional yeah. favorite. No, there was, no, 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 we did have a chain. It was a Best Western. We had not just a Best Western, a Best Western Plus. And yeah. I don't know if the well, person owns that. facility right behind right. us. Yeah, oh my gosh, a fish canning. You have, to, you have yeah. to call it the smell because it was the season, you guys. Yeah. No matter which way the I mean, wind blew. It, every time somebody walked by, we were like, every is it them? Time. But What's shout out. this? Is it, is it me? Shout out to Eureka's <laughs> Vagabond because it was, I mean, you, it's an oasis. This guy has it set up so there's the pool and the palm trees and the lighting and the misters and the, I mean, it, it, it's really neat, but it is still a motel. One thing they offer though, is they have a beautiful black limousine, which you can, for free, you can get a ride anywhere in Eureka, which is, you know, let, let's, it's about a three mile tall town. And you gotta put it's that in perspective town. for a second. So you're in Eureka with a black limousine. Probably the only limousine in the city. In probably, the whole maybe area. in the county. Probably in the county. Yeah. And the gal who drives it is originally from Southern California. Quite a unique young lady. And we get in and there was another group in there. Do you remember who was in it, the in the ride right. with us? You remember that? 
I'll tell you what, I did not remember it until Lance brought me right back to it as if it was yesterday with a I photographic did. memory. It, it was, it was. It was the family, I believe it was an Irish family, yeah, uh, who was visiting town. They had a couple of children. They weren't visiting town. They were driving, they were from, driving Seattle through, to from Seattle. They were driving from Seattle all the way to San Diego. Like most people do a tour of the West Coast from San Francisco to LA. It was it was a, an Irishman and his two kids, his, his two boys. It was a father-son trip, which is awesome. Uh, maybe, the, maybe the wife was back in the room. But I mean, I hear him talking, I hear the accent. I'm like, what are you guys? Because I love, I mean, I'm English descent, but I love Ireland. He's one of those guys, he melts at yeah. a Celtic accent. I'm like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing in Eureka? And he's like, we're making the trip. This is the stop. This is where we had to stop overnight. So we go and get a ride to the Lost Coast Brewery. Now you, you see where we're coming and full circle, right? Maybe that's where we got the name Lost Coast. Well, I would say so. We were, oh, we were on the Lost Coast. It is considered we're on the Lost Coast. We're on the Lost Coast at the Lost Coast Brewery. Yeah. Well, wasn't the Lemo driver, didn't she have not just a bad hair day, but wasn't she having like a she was not having hair a good day. day? Yeah, she was not having it. She was... Pretty I mean, honorary. We, we thought if we if we moved wrong, she was going to pull over and make us walk. Yeah. But but anyway, we... So, we, yeah, so we go and, um, you know, like you mentioned, we grabbed a few. Uh, Blue Dream, which I was so... I have to admit, you know, Blue Dream, and I had access Blue to a lot of data Dream. from working at Weed Maps. I mean, 60 million data points plus a month. And I found out in doing some That's digging... a lot of data. Yeah, at the time. Blue Dream Sour Diesel, the two most popular cultivars in the U.S. for 20 years. Blue Dream West Coast, yep. Sour D East, East Coast, Coast yep. right? Yep. So when, no, I don't want to say up or down, but one's more of a, you know, the Sour D is a sativa, it's gassy. Yep. Blue Dream's more of a couch lock, more of an indica. And you bust that out before dinner, because what better way oh, to so, be even more So hungry. they were all walking in. Remember, we knew each other. We knew each other, but we hadn't done anything. I mean, we hadn't really gotten into a deep bond kind of situation. And so we're about to go in for dinner, and I said, well, wait a second. We, we have this thing. What are we going to do with it? Just look at it? And so we snuck back. There was an alley there. We snuck back, fired up the joint. Not that we probably needed to. It's Eureka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, the cop yeah, probably would have asked for it. We're in Humboldt area. So we, and that was my first experience with Blue Dream. Dustin, I think it had, what, a two milligram <laughs> gummy? That was his limit up until that point? Still is, oh, by the way. And Lance, who is a as a cannabis snob, you know, he was... I'm a cannabis-sewer, not can a cannabis snob. <laughs> sorry, sorry. But I am a microdoser. I'm a heavy hitter. So, but anyhow, we all wanted to impress the others, so we took a little extra and then uh, managed <laughs> to waddle our way to this restaurant and sit down where we'd never been before. And we're looking around, and of course, now it's kicking in. And the waitress comes up, and Dustin and I, at that point, experienced something that we had never, and to this day, really, is something that if you ever get a chance to meet Lance in person, I highly recommend you offer to take him out for a meal. Because <laughs> Unbelievable order. I do not know. You guys, hey, like, look. I felt like we were in a movie with that. Yeah, so... Especially the amount of so, time. It was like we took a couple takes. Of <laughs> so, so now each of us give a perspective here because from so, Lance's point of view, what was... So, do? <laughs> but Dustin was Silence of the Lambs over here. I mean, he literally... What did you want? Oh, I'm sorry, Clarice. Yes. I, I mean, you were not talking for the live view. <laughs> Everyone, I don't know why we ordered a round of beer. quietly gimp out. You yeah. Know, and then the occasional you know, time I might have a pre-roll, it's typically going to be a sativa. I mean, that's more of my vibe. Yeah, always, yeah. You know, layered on. You're down with the gummies on the Indica side. 
high, but yeah, you definitely I like one to one. Yeah, yeah. THC, CBD, a little bit of a mix. Yeah. Even for a pre-roll, Body I'm heady. more of a higher CBD content, lower yeah. THC. You guys so, about the Blue Dream and ooh. that Blue Dream. I, I I am a huge. I mean, Northern Lights has always been my ultimate as far as classics, but Blue Dream I definitely appreciate. But you guys, look, hey. So everything's enhanced when you are consuming Absolutely. and it's not just you guys it, it's interesting because everyone thinks they stereotype oh stoners are lazy consumers are the da, da, da. it's not it really reclocks so you're able to process that much more with your brain so things smell better things look better things taste better things feel better i mean and we for those really that haven't hungry. had sex Remember, high, we were really i highly hungry. recommend we were really it. hungry before we even lit lit the joint <laughs> So now can you can imagine where we are. So, so, so I I happen to want to know what was in, you know, I think it was a chicken nachos. It was chicken nachos. So it was, it was like nachos. this. Well, what would you like? And, and uh, he says, so on your meatloaf, um, <laughs> can you tell me, is that, first of all, can that be done with a blend of turkey and pork as what? well as the... I don't like a lot of turkey, no, but, I, but I like off. enough to make sure that the meatloaf maintains its form. And also, I really like a Parmesan crust, and I'm wondering so, if that's something that you incorporate on that type of thing. And so he's going through every food, item right? that he's ordering. No, but I am a total foodie. You guys know I own a seasoning business on the side, and so I am a total foodie. But I did want to know, everyone's not like... It is a travesty look. If you're from California, you don't put lettuce on nachos and you don't put lettuce in burritos. It's just blasphemy. You I just felt bad don't. for the waitress, though. I mean, she went back and had a conversation with the chef about a special order. <laughs> I don't think it was a chef. I'm pretty sure it was just a cook. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. I don't know. They had some pretty gourmet. Let's just say a lot of a lot of what there. came on my nachos okay. were, were probably canned. So she went canned. back and had a discussion with the cook, but special requests, you know, came back out, told us how no problem. Yeah. Chef, cook, he said he's got you covered. And then Lance proceeds to do what? Change his order? <laughs> yeah, he changed his order. Well, that was the first change. That was the first that change. That was the first change, yeah. And so now, meanwhile, while Lance is doing this, we're, we're really looking at this and watching it. And all of a sudden, Dusty and I realize this is something we need to remember. But we couldn't because Blue Dream had just kicked in. And so while Lance was ordering, for me, this was my experience with Blue Dream, I literally let, got up from the table, got back in the limo, went back to the hotel, went, flew back home to the Midwest, went on a trip with the family, had a very nice time, went to Disney, came back, went back to California, drove back up to the Emerald Isle, went back to Eureka, got into the restaurant, sat down, and he was still ordering. <laughs> Wow, that was blue. We're having fun tonight because blue. We make sure someone at this table gets so high they can't see straight. <laughs> because blue. Oh dream, my gosh, blue dream took me on. Then a you're gonna be hungry. You're gonna have the munchies. I'm gonna be like, I got the perfect restaurant for you. Great little cantina right down the street. I know where we're going. We're going to the Arts District tonight, dude. I know where we're going. Oh, we got Yardbird. Oh well, we're going to Zodiac. You know, we're going to Trans Party. That's where it's at. So, but man, all joking. I mean, it was fun. It was really us. You know, all of us kind of. We loved every bit of it. It was clearly we no, but I mean, yeah. the the experience, you know, look, yeah. it's been built from those 48 to 60 hours we all get to spend with one another and just... And, and we forget, so we keep going north and that's the year of campfire, right? Yeah, we did. That that's was right. campfire. We walked down to the uh, yeah. one dispensary. 
we visited, you couldn't see anything. It was just that. Uh, yeah, and of course, yeah, we went those that smoke. are living it, yeah. you know, get it. it was, but was those that aren't living it, it was no, that was no. The car we missed the car fire. That was, but there was one that was in. Uh, it was uh, west of Medford, west of Grants Pass. And yep. to, your, to your guys' point, we came over the border, and it was just a, it was just smoked out. Yeah. It was like straight a scene from Mad Max or something. We got out of the car at one place, and uh, and it was noon, and it looked like dusk out. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a bit of Armageddon. Driving yeah. further into Oregon, it got it seemed worse. to get worse. Yeah, and we so we ended up in Medford, uh, which so for those that don't know, I mean we reference Emerald Triangle. In fairness, as far as being uh, you know a perfect climate for growing, it really does transition over the border into Oregon. It really goes into Rogue Valley, you know Medford, Grants Pass, Eagle Point, Apple Valley. All of that is all very much prime growing. So we did go up there and got to catch up with uh, one of my childhood friends, uh, Steve Penman. Shout out to Steve and Sugar Tree Farms up in Medford. Puts that was out, a great he just tour. won with Forbidden Fruit yep. actually. It's Forbidden Fruit last year. So yep. when we went into his operation, that huge building with all of his HDXs, yep. what we were smelling was his Forbidden Fruit. The I, terps I on held that my first five-pound bag of flour. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah, it felt like first it was for you. It was I almost I like. I felt like it just driven by myself for the first time. It was like a whole new, you know. Yeah. That, that forbidden fruit, though, that was the first time I had seen that strain. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Balls. I think so. I yeah, think it, was, so. it was pretty special. Oh, it's phenomenal. It has, I mean, the, the lemonine in it, but it still has a bit of myrcene, pinene. It is a very diverse, as far as terpene profile, all the colors, the purples right. from it alone. It's very reminiscent of like a purple urkel or a GDP granddaddy purple, which were popular more so in the 2000s. But it is such a fruity cultivar. But the reason why so many people consume it, especially some of the OGs up in the triangle, is because the terpenes are so high. It literally has such a high level of, of terpenes and that's really where it's at. It's not about this THC being 30-40% these crazy stats. It's literally about the diversity of the terpene profile and you can smell it. I mean it's phenomenal. So for know? those that might not be as well versed plants you know what, that terpene profile and just the, the experience that you're getting how, how would you describe that you know, versus a flower or a strain that might not have as much presence in the terpenes. So the best way I can describe it, and I love you, you guys know, I'm all about metaphors and analogies, is if you're cannabinoids, and we always pick on the top ones, right? THC, CBD, CBG, CBN, um, even get into your THCVs and such. But your cannabinoids are the engine, but your terpenes are the steering wheel. So the cannabinoids give you that, that stereotypical high, but the terpenes really steer the high and what the experiential is. So when you do find your terpene profile, and this is what I reference is kind of the can Cannabis 2.0 movement, and I'm in the Canadian Cannabis 2.0. That's what they reference when they launch concentrates. But domestically, that whole that whole understanding when people start recognizing, I like pinene, you like lemonine, you like myrcene. So you look for that dominant terpene in whatever cultivar you're shopping for. That's where people are really going to find their happiness because that's what obviously clicks with your endocannabinoid system. Well, it's you know, I appreciate you sharing that. Yes, sorry. I had no, I a little I mean, there. Well, I was really interested in your perspective. I don't know that yeah. I've really had you know that much of an in-depth conversation around terpenes amongst the three of us, but I was having a discussion earlier this morning with a friend who's been in the industry since 2010. Um, really, really good individual, and we are just talking about where the industry's headed, and it, it was a pretty... Um, I think that discussion we had this morning was pretty impactful in terms of shedding light on where this industry is headed as a whole over the next yeah. few years. And you know, sum it up, today, much of the market and the consumption that's taking place is really from a macro level perspective of the plant, yeah. right? And what we're seeing happen right now is we're seeing much more of a turn towards personalization within the plant and the consumer where there's different combinations of cannabinoids taking place. Consumers are now 
for those that are fortunate enough to be in a legal market, yeah. have the opportunity to pick and choose and experience yep. and find 100%. what works best for them. And then when you do find what works best for you, now you're, you're really gonna stick within that realm of this compound, right? Yep. So as you were saying, THCV starting to really pop up. CBN 100%. about a year and a half ago. Yep. CBG in the last year that you're really seeing yep. it start to get pulled through the market. The reality is, is that most products that are in the market still are early with this cannabinoid profile that is giving you the option to pick what is the experience you're looking for. When you put it nicely, like you said, the one-to-one. -one. So a lot of people, I, I was calling CBD the hero cannabinoid, not because it's the ultimate cannabinoid, but because CBD really blazed the trail for mainstream to open their eyes to the opportunity that is cannabis, right? Unfortunately, some people kind of sold it as, as snake oil or, you know what I mean? It, it kind of took this rogue uh, Circle K, five and dime mark, market path. Unfortunately, even on a global scale. The wrong it did, it did. And what they're putting out is stuff that's boofy and probably shouldn't be, snake in my oil. opinion, yeah, yeah, shouldn't be sold on, on a retail, let alone to consumers. But it's one of those things where, you know, hey, I get it, I understand, but at least to your point, looking at something like a balance between CBD and THC and the fact that you put those two together, I know for you, like you talked about, you're a one-to-one -one guy because you like the body and the heady. You like to have that balance because you're an outdoor guy. I mean, shoot, you live in Boulder. You're, it's a requisite for you to own a bicycle and be an outdoor guy. <laughs> but the fact that you know that, hey, this, this is making me feel good from a body standpoint, but definitely making me feel good from a heady standpoint as well. You know, well, definitely something to be said. Totally, and I, I think the big thing is really just about finding, you know, what works for you, what gets you into that right, that right space and place of mind. And the way that I like to look at it is, um, you know, what's gonna be the equivalent to a beer and a half or two beers? Yeah. And when you find that, you know, you, then you start to really lean in on that. Um, you know, I, I enjoy a good lager, a good Pilsner, uh, good Kolsch, yeah. but I don't like how I feel the next day after consuming alcohol. Yeah. And the reality is, is that when you give cannabis a go and you find what works well for you, you really don't have that effect of what you find when you put alcohol in your body. Well, and that's, and, and I hate to say it, man, you've heard me, I'm, I'm pretty candid, straightforward, and I've done ICBC, NCIA, Lyft, I've always made the comment of, hey, I don't at all knock alcohol. Anytime I get a scrape, scratch, or a wound out in the garage working on the hot rod, I, I always use alcohol to clean it out. But as far as me, I just voluntarily, I wasn't, I wasn't drinking much anymore after I got into my early 40s, but I just gave it up a few years ago. And then I kind of gamified it, almost like saving money when I was a kid in college. <laughs> so I, oh, I saved 500, now I'm gonna save 1500, now I'm gonna try to save 5000. All of a sudden saved enough by age 27 to start my first company. And I had the same attitude towards alcohol. I gamified it in a good way and I'm like, no, I've lasted this long. But to your point, dude, technically it is a poison. It is something that our body is not just technically like ibuprofen and Tylenol. Our body is not designed for the uptake of that. Talking to a scientist, I asked him, I said, why are you able to take 800 milligrams of ibuprofen? He's all, because your body's only going to absorb 50%. Whereas with cannabis, you know, your body naturally produces you're absorbing all of it and it naturally produces it. And it obviously affects the dopamine like other things do as well. But I agree with you in the way that you can consume it. Again, enough of the stereotype of, oh, you only smoke it and you're the quintessential stoner. I know plenty of successful people all the way up to the Fortune 100 level that cannabis is a part of the routine, especially on a microdose standpoint. I mean, there's other things being microdose, especially in Silicon Valley. We know friends are microdosing MDMA, acid, uh, shrooms, etc., caps, sure. whatever you want to call them. The psilocybin is definitely making a movement too because people are understanding. It is because of that, that benefit. But specifically speaking of cannabis, 
I agree with you, man. We have an endocannabinoid system. You figure out what works for you. One of the best experiences I had, and Todd, I don't know if you met him. We, we have a friend, mutual friend, Eric Knudsen. He's old school crew from Colorado, back Sorry, where I legally cut my teeth. Yeah, he started Keef Cola. Keef came out with a sparkling uh, water, infused water, and he had a launch party at beautiful mansion up off of uh, Sunset in, uh, in LA, in uh, Hollywood. And it was so nice, so well crafted. It was actually at the same mansion where they filmed, uh, not just Cocoon to date ourselves, but they had just recently filmed uh, Entourage, the movie. So beautiful, yeah. kind of almost Italian, or uh, uh, Spanish villa style. Yeah. And they had hors d'oeuvres that were both infused and non, microdose, like two, two and a half milligrams. They had beverages, his, his Keef sparkling, that was, uh, I think, a low dose, like a five milligram and a 10 milligram. It was so awesome, man, because I had friends like you, they have their alcoholic beverages. I had my infused beverage, and we were all in that social setting, and we were all getting to your point, the same high. I had a, a one beer high, a one glass wine high off of that beverage. That's gonna be the future. 110%. You know, you, know, you look at even beyond Keefe, right? You've got new market players that are coming in. I forget the name of it. Was it Levia that just sold out in Boston, Massachusetts? They, yep. they launched in like six months and exited. Yep. Um, you've got a phenomenal product in CAN, for those that may have not tried it yet, C-A-N-N. You know, I think it's maybe two and a half milligrams to... Yeah, the microdose. Yeah. Yeah. And the delivery of... Oh, man. Of the product. Talk about technology in your backyard. Another mutual friend. A huge respect for Joe Hodis and, and Nancy out yep. there. Awana. Again, congratulations to their tour $97.4 million sale last week. That's that's how you do it if you want to flip the business. Yep. That just happened. <laughs> and they have some of their technology. And, and nanotech's kind of a played out term, I know. But the rapid onset technology they have where... Um, oh, gosh, I tried one of those where it encapsulates, uh, it's a water-soluble, and the uptake is very similar to as if you were drinking. So you feel the onset in 10 to 15 minutes, but it actually processes it in your body. The best way that they describe is almost as if you were smoking yeah. versus, you know, actually eating a traditional edible. That's how they're marketing it. Yeah, and that's what the market wants. Now they have a new nighttime. I can't wait to try it. They have a new nighttime one as well. I'm sorry, not do a fly. Just if I find so, something so, I like. So are you, you know. starting to get a sense now of what ordering that food was like? <laughs> <laughs> just, just which one of makes. See, I told you I would kind of wrangle them back in after a period of time, but this was a fascinating topic. So I had that we had to let them go. Yeah, it was a fascinating topic. We forgot like one other couple on that trip. Oh, that's right. Um, the Oregon, the, the, Charlie, the lovers. Charlie and Allie. Oh, Charlie and Allie, yeah. Uh, Charlie and Allie Cassidy. Allie, phenomenal video, uh, photographer, uh, writer of mine at WeedMassMarijuana.com. They own uh, Tico Reserve out of Eagle farm. Point, Oregon. Beautiful farm, closed loop, Dutch greenhouse and outdoor. Again, phenomenal. They sell out, I think, before they even go to market. They're, they're one of the top brands. You guys got to see, again, they, it wasn't just cannabis. It was, they had the sheep, they had the llamas. We found right. a, a bunch of kittens. Were you guys, was that that trip? We yeah. were. Where we yeah. found the kittens, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is a true farm that this is just one source yeah. of revenue for them to survive. And that was a, and, and not only that, but just the whole, if you take a step back, it, the whole thing could have been a movie. So he had gone into, what, wasn't he a Stanford lawyer? 
Yeah, I think that's what he's one. like me. Criminal and justice she, I mean, like you just said, she had a Yeah, big, she came from media. She, you know, uh, Dave Tran helped get her started at Weed Maps, or at, I mean, at uh, Magazine. They, yeah. they met, they fell in love, and they said, you know, with all this love, what should we do? And they said, well, why don't we grow weed? Start a farm. So, I mean, then they started this thing, and yeah. there was nothing but living on love and, and uh, the And the it's farm. reflected in the brand. That's the thing yeah. that people don't, like, yeah. that's where the big, everyone's worried, oh, here comes big tobacco, here comes big alcohol, here comes big pharma. You guys, they're already here. I mean, if you aren't following, the biggest exporter of medical grade cannabis is GW Pharmaceuticals out of England, which for the record just got acquired by Jazz Pharmaceuticals out of Ireland. And GW has an operation, oh my God, dude, ridiculous, ridiculous few, right? money, yep. And GW already has an office down the street from me, I believe in Calabasas in Southern California. They're already here, you guys. The the uh, Celestial brands, right? Celestial, who's Haines, behind. Haines Celestial? Yep, Seasonings? yep. No, uh, no, the Celestial, uh, isn't it? Uh, I think it's Celestial that does... Um, tea? No, alcohol. Oh, no, you're talking about um, Constellation. Constellation. Yeah, yeah. That's with Canopy. Yeah, with Canopy. Yep. Who, who right bought in on Canopy? I mean, they're operating Canopy Yeah, now. yeah, and same with tobacco. I know in Kentucky and Northern California. So for those done. of you that like Celestial Tea, I'm sorry. You'll have to wait <laughs> a little sorry. longer. Well, you could find a great brand and product called Kikoko in California. They make a tea. Yeah. Micro, micro dose. Yeah, all right. So there, so there you go. There's a lead for you. But, but I think closing back to Charlie and Allie, and the thing that was really cool, having the chance to meet them just, just like Steve, just like Kevin, is the heart, the passion. Yeah. That you see coming from how they share, you know, what they do. It's yeah. clear that they love what they're doing. And it comes through what they bring. Totally. Right? On the back end of yeah. the final product and what yeah. the consumer experience is like. But that's one of the things that I enjoy most about, you know, having the chance to work within and serve the industry is just getting to work around so much passion about what you're doing and care for who you engage with and how you do it. Um, it's been 100%. one of the most fulfilling things that I've really got to experience here in this, this space the last six Yeah, you've embraced it. That's what I'm saying. When I say that, I mean, like, I've really recognized that you just being friends and keeping up. And, and again, you guys, we haven't, I mean, we were going on about our first trip, but we've done, we've been in several places. We were in Barcelona, Spain together. So, you guys came so out. I was just going to say now. That might be it, round two for our next. We, uh, that that might be be <laughs> we, it, it, if you like what Am you're hearing from the coasters. Give Simply us a up give we'll us a thumbs through. up or tell everybody we want to hear more coaster stories. We'll do that. We'll have you guys. Uh, although I'd love for you to come to Southern California to the studio. Oh, yeah, that you, you, yeah. you, you we all. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'd like to do that so, we'll definitely have you guys down. We'll do a round two. We'll do an international. Yep. But you guys, it's been great. I mean, obviously, you know, spending time out on the road with you guys and, and doing these trade shows together. And you're very patient of me because, you know, I'm always going a mile a minute and have all these meetings and all. So you guys are like, no, it's okay. We know we know you're doing yeah, Lance. We Lance, get it. Is, Lance is really a type B person. It takes a lot to get him up <laughs> in the morning. And, uh, you know, he just Look, very. Man, it's hard I, to be I, a guy with the I'm sure you've noticed right? this. You know, you, you walk around with this guy and you, you pass like five people and there's three of them in a show floor with 20,000. <laughs> Pretty wild. But, but so it is fun. So are the ratings going up or down as we're talking? I, I, I don't know, but uh, it's been an enjoyable uh, session to uh, yeah. hang out with you guys. and uh, Special to do it in MJ Biz. And I'm, I'm really looking forward for finding new content, which means our next trip. Well, together, we right? are. Um, you guys, that might be a good part two or part three is we're hitting the town tonight. 
Oh, Although some, uh, uh, a boy. few of us, I think, have first thing in the morning out flights. I have no idea why. Yeah, well, That's we do that on purpose because yeah. it gives me a chance to nap. Pumpkin by midnight or if what? what just, are we? If I can just make it to the plane, I can nap for four hours. It'll be a nice ride back. That's for sure. Yep. Watching the back of your eyelids. Yep. But oh, my gosh. We'll have fun tonight. Yeah, we'll have, have fun. We'll Coasters have fun. are out and about. Yeah. If you want to meet up, give us a holler. Yeah, there you go. And we'll have yeah. something to Get share on out. the next round, right? And we will. We'll have you guys to L.A. I know you're starting to travel yeah, again, Yeah, listening and they're they're out and about tonight and uh, surrounding MJ Biz and you see us not only will we take a selfie with you but there's a good possibility Lance may have a dollar bill and he'd be willing to give it to you <laughs> classic classic on that note always a pleasure you guys so ask him for a dollar. make sure you ask him for a dollar <laughs> I wish Todd was just sitting so far away, and I wish I had earphones on because I'm only catching half of what he's saying, but I'm sure it's good. So, But I want to thank you all for listening in. Again, coming to you from MJ BizCon 2021, from the floor, in our very own Green Bros booth, with our very own producer, Andrew. We are so thankful for you to give the opportunity for us to have this conversation. And, yes, stay tuned. We have plenty more coming throughout the week. Thanks again. Until next time.